0: Hey guys, we're back. It's a Sunday afternoon talking with Jake um, over Skype. I've got my internet back up at my house. It was down for quite a while. I have carpet in my house, so it doesn't sound like an <laughs> echoey, uh, as echoey. We all have one piece of furniture in here, but we just got carpet in and my house is almost done. I couldn't be more excited. So um it's nice to uh, nice to have a place to sit down that's not covered in dirt and dust and everything else, so we're getting there, but anyway, how you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, real good, real good. We're just uh, hanging out, had a nice Sunday morning, and uh, I probably should be at the range practicing,
0: but uh, we are uh, just hanging out, figured we going to get a, good, a couple good episodes in here. Yep, uh, we're starting to get caught up, do a little shooting again, and talking about going to matches, and then get rolling again, so is it it's cooking over here i'm i'm kind of glad i'm inside right now but i don't know is it, a, is it hot over there it's 99 and smoky we yeah, got this smoke that's has
1: been lingering around we can't get it out of here so it, yeah. it sucks to go practice and too because you get a headache
0: yeah that's what when we were in colorado for the internal hunter that was saturday was particularly smoky so friday was pretty clear and then Saturday it rolled in pretty heavy. It was a little less on Sunday, but they were all complaining. They asked where I was from. I said I was from Oregon and they were mad at me because it's, I guess all that smoke's from the southern Oregon fire we got. <laughs> so Oregon's just been burning down the last couple of years. We I about lost the house last year and then the southern part of the state's just on fire just by some other family's house and I think that was I haven't even checked on that fire in a while, but it was six, seven hundred thousand acres, I think, like weeks ago. So I don't I, I don't know. I just some parts of Oregon kind of need it, I guess. Yeah. Well, when you when you shut down logging and then you <laughs> shut down controlled burning and then you shut down thinning and you shut down everything, it's you got to have fires. I mean, we used to have fires was, back in the day, historically, all the time, and <laughs> we're due for some fires. So it sucks, but they're actually pretty stinking good for a lot of a lot of uh, for the land, for the animals. The downside is you lose a lot of timber. The other downside is because we don't do any thinning or clean up there's a ton of uh tender to burn and so they burn super super hot like there was a fire that burned a couple years ago here that it burned so hot that uh, vegetation didn't grow back it like sterilized the soil where a lot of years you'll see a fire go through an area and then the next spring it's beautiful like thick green grass and this area some of it is still just bare just ash because it, it there was so much debris on the fire it burned burned a lot hotter than a, than a normal mm-hmm. fire burn so anyway there's your fire lesson for the day <laughs> was, procession uh, fire talk portland, actually what was that <laughs> i said i was talking about portland <laughs> Oh, <yeah. laughs> well if we could get portland to burn down i think everybody would be better <laughs> off so there's a there's like six good people in that, in that no i'm kidding there's a bunch <laughs> of good people but Goodness! Every time I go anywhere, they're like, "Oh, you're from Oregon? How's Portland doing?" I'm like, well, I don't. I live hours from Portland. That place is a disaster. I, I hate, hate it." it. Yeah. So, anyway. Seattle too. Same every big city. So even Jeez. Texas has Houston. So you or Austin is it Austin? <laughs> yeah, Austin. I don't know. So you guys can. Every state's got it. So anyway, all right, <laughs> we're. uh it's been a hiatus you guys have been great i know you guys have been messaging us it's it's not good for us to not to take time off of shooting or or or, or podcasting or for our listeners and uh, it, it just it is what it is we've been busy um getting a lot of stuff done it's been good but um um we're we're back we've we've been to a few matches you went to the wisconsin match we've actually got a lot I of stuff fit. coming up and going on so i'm i've kind of we've got a lot of directions to go but let's Let's talk about that Wisconsin match. I went there last year, had a great time. Um, wasn't able to go this year. And then Ken Wheeler was like, hey, are you doing a podcast? Like, oh, I wasn't there, but let me get, I'll get Jake on here and we'll we'll chat about it. So let's talk about Wisconsin, talk about a few other things and kind of go from there. So how was it? Uh, man, it was a,
1: a really well run match. Um, they beautiful uh, facility. They have, they're kind of in the back of a winery. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I mean, I really enjoyed myself. I, I made some, I made a really, really bad middle mistake. And so I can talk about that here and, and hopefully everyone can learn from it. Uh, but I shot, uh, you know, I shot some really great stages. They had 20 stages. I believe it was 10 and 10, uh, 10 on Saturday, 10 on Sunday. And they did a really good job mixing it up. Uh, they, You know, they had, I would say that they had 16 um, or maybe 17 very high quality national level stages. Um, There was a couple stages that probably should not be in a match like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, for the most part, it was one of the best courses of fire I've, I've been a part of, or I've, I've shot. So I think it was, um, I mean, they just did a bang up job and then they feed you really well. They take care of you well uh i like that it's in grass and so here in eastern washington we don't have a lot of that so we <laughs> set our right down in the dirt we set our stuff down in the dirt or the gravel um there you're you're in grass all weekend long and so it's nice it's green it's clean it yeah. just it, um, um and so it's a little bit different for uh you know for the dry kind of people that go over there but um, yeah just had a great time excellent course of fire like I said and um, you know definitely couldn't ask any more out of a
0: out of a quality national level event okay so so I was there the year prior and it, I just remember it being a jungle I mean I do I just remember looking at the shooting lanes and the shooting positions and everything was it uh, assuming it rains there a lot and, and it poured on us on Sunday last year um, right when we finished shooting heading to the awards ceremony. I mean, poured like you couldn't drive in it almost. And <laughs> and I remember that vegetation just eating misses. Um, I, I remember one of my last stages on Saturday, um, it, you know, shot a shot and I had no idea. It was Mirage. I didn't see trace. I didn't see anything. And I'm like, and I was like, well, I'm going to, Increase just way increase my wind hold um just because we kind of had this headwind it was heading and then switching so if it was head you were almost straight up and then when it switched you had to go like half mil so i was like well let's try this way and i got lucky and ran it but man i couldn't see him see stuff landing or missing in some of those conditions it was crazy so it was how how was mirage and how were you did a fair bit of missing on saturday that we're going to talk about so how were you how how was spotting your misses man so
1: it was still a jungle there was still very thick vegetation um yeah. i think they trimmed back a lot of these lanes to make them slightly bigger and wider um if i'm if i'm understanding what you're saying and i kind of hear uh, the amount of work that, that Ken and Nate and Missy put in, then Mm -hmm. I understand that they did a little little bit more vegetation clearing, um, at the shooting location. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so the lanes were a little bit better. The roads and the trails were a little bit bigger probably. And so, uh, yes, it was, it was green and bullets just get soaked up into green stuff and you don't really see much, um, so, there was a couple stages. One of the stages that I don't think was very good um, at the match was a thousand seventy five yard five targets. They were all at a thousand seventy five yards and there oh, were five wow. animals
0: okay
1: um and I thought that they were they were great size. They were like you know twelve by forty- co- or twelve by twenty four coyotes okay. you know twenty inch pig targets and thirty inch bobcat targets, and so I thought that they were all you know, very appropriate size targets for that range. Okay. Um, they had a Turkey in there and they had, you know, like a Buffalo or, or something else in there as well. Okay. So they had, uh, five different animal targets. And so you're off the, the roof of the Hummer and it was a, a glorified prone position. So it was like mm-hmm. a semi prone off the hood of the car, but it was bipod rear bag. So I consider that mm-hmm. a prone position. Yep. Yep. Um, so very solid. And, uh, uh, this was midday, and so the mirage was really kicking up, um, and it was it was humid, and it was it was, I mean, the weather was gorgeous. It was like eighty-five degrees both days, which just nice. it seemed it was about perfect. Um, but there was you know quite a bit of mirage, especially with the moisture uh, that you know moisture content they have there. The humidity was up, and so you are you're not really able to see see much. Uh, you just ha- you have a hard enough time. Uh, back your scope down to to get rid of the mirage or kicking it up to try to see some splash or something, so mm-hmm. anyway, this particular stage you shoot two shots at each one you know uh two four six eight, ten all the way across, and you're shooting it into just like a grassy knoll i guess is probably a good way to put it, and you would miss you wouldn 't see anything and so you would try something else and you would miss, and the wind wasn 't really wasn 't really ripping it was kind of coming from, I would say like the 11 o'clock and it was maybe like seven miles an hour, six, seven miles an hour from the 11 o'clock. Okay. So you have a little bit of left to right. Um, every once in a while it would switch and it'd come right back at you, uh, for, instead of the 11, maybe the 12 o'clock. So it's a pretty consistent, uh, left to right, you know, hold or maybe left side hold, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two tenths left, just enough for some some spin drift you know, there wasn't a lot of, of, you know, big holds of, you know, two mils or a mil and a half or something that we see out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, right before me, um, Matt goes and, uh, shoots and misses. He can't see anything shoots and misses. Can't see anything. Um, and I'm, I'm spotting right behind the binos and I can't see anything either. I got my Leica Gia vids. I can't see a thing. I don't know where he's missing. I don't know where anything's happened. And it was miragey enough that you can't follow trace because it was just a a nasty, you know, boil of, of humidity. So you can't see trace.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: the spotter, which was there was some there were some good spotters on the stage too. Yeah. The RO, they also couldn't see anything. So I'm asking, hey, where's that go? They say, well, I don't know. Um, And so then that you know if if there's a stage like that where you're where you have no clue where you're you're hitting or where you're missing,
0: mm-hmm. um, it just it, it is to like me flashback like to AG Cup for me right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like having the shades. It, it just <laughs> seems like there's a little bit
1: more luck involved, and so I guess I. I say this, you know, just to say, you don't know where you're missing. So you can't make your corrections. You can't see trace because the mirage, so you can't make your corrections. So it's really just a crapshoot. Um, and so, you know, Matt goes, he ends up getting a zero on the stage. Oh. And so it was like, oh man, he just missed and missed. He's trying something else. He's going this side of the target. That Gosh, side that's of the target. a tough one. Cause there's guys that Close. you could go
0: first thing in the morning Or in the middle of the day, and if your stuff's on and you hit, you're like, oh, I hit, and And you could clean it. That's the hard part.
1: That's part of the the reason I don't necessarily like a stage like that because it does induce a little bit more luck, uh, you know, rather than skill into that particular stage. Because you just, if you happen to hit one and you keep running with that particular wind hold, then you run it. There was a lot of guys that hit one, two, three, four, five, and then they missed. And then they missed, miss, miss, miss. And they missed on the way out. Um, They couldn't tell where they were hitting. They were trying different stuff. They happened to get lucky on their first five shots. And so they just kept running it. Um, And no, I mean, everybody nowadays is a really good shooter. So no knock on, on anyone when I say this, but when I, when a guy that's a, a, a top level shooter goes and and gets a zero or a one, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they could possibly go. And the next time they shoot it, they get an eight or a nine or a 10. You just, you just don't know. There's no consistency with that particular stage. Um, Or there's another guy, maybe he's a first time shooter, he gets up and he gets an eight or a nine right off the get go. And so he's happy as happy as could be. Now that's great. I, I love to see that happiness, but what does the I don't want to say talent level, but you know, what is the, maybe the experience or what is, you know, the typical thing. If that guy was to go again, who knows what he would get? There's no consistency. And so when I design stages or when I set up stages, I want to make sure that if, you know, whoever is shooting that stage that they can pretty much replicate that stage on a very average, you know, run to about 10% higher low. So Mm -hmm. if they get a six on the stage, You know, the next time they shoot it, they probably are going to get a five, a six or a seven, somewhere in there. It means it's a very well thought out, consistent stage that doesn't involve a lot of luck. Mm -hmm. And so then you start to realize, okay, some of the stages are, you know, you just got to get lucky on some of these stages and you got to just hold it together long enough to try to, to stay, you know, to stay
0: through on some of those stages. So those, yeah. So, so what do you do with, what do you do with those? And the only reason I don't i like Ken and Nate, all those guys are awesome. They do a really fun course of fire and I got, and that's why we're doing, there's a lot of good ones we're talking about too, but talking about, you know, a little bit of, of critical thinking this happens in a lot of matches and it happens in our matches. There's some conditions you can't control. There's depending on what the wind's doing or the sunlight's doing at a certain time. Some, I mean, there were some NRL stages at the Hunter match this weekend where depending on when you shot them, targets absolutely disappeared, or were visible. Sometimes you could see targets with your naked eye that you would, that, you know, eight guys in a row would time out trying to find with glass, just depending on the way the light was. So there's, there's environmental Um, conditions that are hard to control. However, how do you so what would you do in that case? Would you have turned that into a troop line and put targets at, uh, you know, three, five, seven, eight and a thousand, or what would your suggestion um, be? I think my suggestion now that I've shot it is
1: anything over about 800 yards in their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, you just got to go and you got to string trim and get it down to the dirt. Um, those particular stages, just so you can see hits and misses more clearly. And guess what? That's going to help the, you know, the range officers too, because they if, if they didn't, you know, there was a couple targets that were there. Like I was thinking the Turkey target was actually a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. and heavier. And so it would get hit by some of these small BRs or something. And, uh, and G actually was shooting uh, a two, two, three. And so he Mm -hmm. hit some targets, but the target just was not, it was, it, it, it wasn't moving enough to be able to see. And so when you, when you don't have a splash, you're not seeing anything. You're not seeing any dust. And so, okay, that's a miss. But then he was actually hitting the target. Well, he's hitting the target, but you still don't know. And it's it looks like a miss because you're still not seeing any dust. Mm-hmm. And so just I think the only thing in that particular situation for that stage is just a super simple fix. is just string trim around all those targets and make sure that there's dust when people when people are are missing that's just that's
0: the way it's where misses yeah i mean we did yeah. a lot of that in our match i spent a lot and we're in a dusty environment where you can see dust in the tall grass you just can't see where it's coming from but we i cut down some definitely cut down some areas around some targets that were difficult yeah you uh, had an hours, hours and now. hours
1: of string trimming yeah <laughs> i
0: don't not, i don't want to add any more mo into those i mean when i was there i, I told ken i was like man i i landscape and i know what you guys are doing here like there was trails and roads and it was taken care oh, yeah. of and it was beautiful and it was it was it was uh it was cool so i don't want to add a workload but i think no. just a just a, a, a just uh a, uh, constructive discussion because we when we had those situations in our match it seems like it's really, really hard to avoid at some point, depending on mirage wind lighting but there's all there are things to mitigate and try to eliminate some of those things so what were um what were do what were a couple of your favorite uh your favorite stages
1: man I think everything else was like my favorite stage that's pretty uh, they cool. So I guess, so I guess to preface, to preface this, they had, um, I, they had some really great stages both days on mm-hmm. Saturday. They had some awesome stages mm-hmm. that were super unique. Um, and then I guess they had some very unique stages on Sunday as well. I think probably my two favorite one, I, I did really well and I cleaned it and I think I had one of the fast times. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I did really poor, uh, <laughs> Because of a mental mistake. So the the one that I'd really pour on, um, and I'll talk about my, you know, my mental mistake here in a second, but you know, the one, the one I did really pour on was a chaos stage. And it was, it was 12 targets, 12 different distances. Um, you shot like rounds at 600, 800, a thousand. And then you shot the squares, which were at like 700, 900, and a thousand. Then you shot diamonds at like six, Seven and eight, and then IP six at seven, nine, and a thousand. You know, whatever it was, it Jeez. was a, a very unique uh, course of fire. And you had to hold, and you had to be fast, and you had to be accurate. And you were shooting kind of down the lane on the very right hand side of this range um i i i don't know what they called it i call it chaos oh was and that underneath
0: was, that was that underneath that rain, that concrete yeah. pad with the cover What? Well, yes, okay so i yeah. remember that last year that was kind of an out and back troop line weak side i think it ended up being maybe it was six twelve 12 targets six out and back so you're ended up being 12 and it was that strong side weak side that was that we started, I think that was our second stage of the match on Saturday. And I, I I remember going to that one. I was like, this stage is a big deal because, you know, we got it at a good time of day. It was early in the day. The wind was light. And I was like, the cleaning, this would be a big deal. And then we we cleaned it and I was like, okay, off to the races. It was a, yeah, I, me- I remember that spot. Yep.
1: Good. Just a well thought out, very difficult, challenging stage. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and then on on Sunday there was a bunch that I liked. I really liked they had a bus stage where you started in the driver's seat, uh, with your magazine in hand, with your rifle in hand, with your foot on the brake pedal, mm-hmm. and you ran to the back of the bus and you engaged all these targets at like four hundred yards. Nice. It started as big ip six like a hundred percent. So you're definitely gonna hit that. And then it went to a couple sixty-sixes. And then it went to a couple forty-five. The guys
0: listening that missed that hundred percent are kicking themselves right now. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, you can hold center on that thing. And, I've been and, there, yeah. and you should. Yeah. I mean, it was a big target. Yeah, I'm you'd have so, to. You
0: have to pull it pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: you got to do something wrong, um, or you got to have. Uh, yeah. So that was a fun stage. And then after you shot your 10 rounds, you ran back to the driver's seat, grabbed your other mag and then ran back over. Well, you had to do all of this in, uh, in 90 seconds or no 75 seconds. I apologize. I want to
0: talk about that too, but keep going.
1: Everything was 75 seconds on on Sunday. Yep. And so you had to do all this in 75 seconds. And so, um, I just, I just went, uh, super fast and ended up, having you know high score high time until i think g beat me um and so it was just a fun it was a fun stage i ended up hitting all of them i didn't miss any shots so i went through 12 12 out of 12 and so that was a good start i guess to my sunday after i had fixed and rectified my my situation so
0: (laughs) so what was 12 was it unlimited round the year before it was was unlimited rounds yeah it was one shot per window
1: yeah, so this was all out of the back of the bus prone. Oh, okay. Um, they opened up the back doors Okay. and point the bus downrange. And this was 20 rounds max. Okay. But you would have a hard time getting all yeah, – yeah. the time. You would have a really hard time getting them out there. You really only had time for, I would say, 15 rounds or so. So you could miss a few times. Okay. But that's also counting in a couple seconds to see – where you miss and and make a correction on one of the really small targets, because they had a couple a little 25 percent mm. blotted hook
0: targets up there Some and so ones, yeah. it,
1: it was uh, it was sporty and just a
0: really fun movement stage um uh, it's fun to see the contrast last year it was an unlimited round stage and it was it was across so you were shooting out the windows at the target so you started outside the bus you you time starts you jumped in and you had one shot per window port and it was unlimited rounds once you got at the back i think you could continue full go back and so everyone's like oh man how many do you think we can get And everyone's like okay i'm loading extra mag load next, and it, the most anybody got was like sevens eights nines i think i got an eight and some guys got nines i think that was it so you 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 get i like how those stages get in people's heads like blind stages unlimited stages get in people's heads really bad (laughs) thinking they can do something magical like we're all guilty of it i was like man if i could get 12 here and you're like yeah right just i was moving pretty good and i think i i can't remember i can't remember what i got but it was it's it's kind of fun how they switched it up and then how those stages get in your head yeah. So.
1: And they had, uh, you know, they had some great courses of fire on, on Sunday. They had a 10 shot, uh, basically a tank trap, five different positions, big target, small target, uh, all in 75 seconds. They had a, a cool. school stage where you had to hold over and go different ways. They had, uh, a barrel stage, or a, excuse me, a, a culvert stage where they were stacked on culverts. And so those were,
0: mm-hmm.
1: man, just really great, well thought out, uh, good target package stages where they had great sizes. Um, and I was, I guess I was shooting better on, on Sunday, I ended up cleaning all those ones. And so it was, it was nice, nice to be able to, kind of get in the groove. I was so far behind on Saturday.
0: <laughs> all right. We'll <laughs> get, let's get to that in a second. But uh, what was your, what were your thoughts? Cause we did the same thing last year. We had a big rain. They had never done it before. I don't think in a two day we had a huge rainstorm coming in Sunday and they were like, man, they talked about Saturday night. They're like, all right, guys, they were debating it. They're like, Hey, I think we're going to go 75 tomorrow. We're going to start early and then we're going to try to get through this day. Um, And they did it and it was, I was like, holy smoke, 75 seconds. Like that's, that's sporty. Ended up being really, really good. Well balanced, pretty fun day. Really fun day. I thought there was no, there were no stages where the one stage that I thought was going to be a problem was this, it was on the spools at the top of this hill out and back. I think it was another strong side, weak side, and I thought that was going to be, so I went way too fast and ended up dropping a couple shots there and, and then ended with 15 seconds left. And I was like, oh, it was right in the beginning of the day and I just wasn't sure on pacing. And um, barely was able to come back for that to win. But I thought that cost me the match, just rushing that. And so it was really fun to see how all the stages worked out in 75. I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. But what, what did you think about so that I time? I thought it
1: was really fun too. And I like... I like movement stages and I like different position stages Um, maybe because I, I practice that a lot. And maybe because I think, I think just my opinion, I think 75 is too fast for a precision rifle match. Um, We're not shooting three gun. We're not, you know, running and gunning. So I think it's slightly fast. I think 90 seconds, I think you can, you can accomplish exactly what you would like to. I didn't time out at all on on sunday for 75 so i i all 10 sages i made it through um so you just said it's too
0: fast that. and you didn't time out and you cleaned a lot of them but it's still too fast tell me why so i still,
1: yeah i still think it's slightly too fast only because in precision rifle i just think that precision is probably the best thing to be able to place a a well-aimed shot um so, and so I you I know, agree, I don't know. but where like where is that fun.
0: line? Because I've seen a lot of guys that matches with two-minute time frames that are, that are fiddle-farting around, and they shoot four rounds, and they're looking <laughs> at their data card and dropping their mag on accident and jam double-clutching rounds, and they're like, two minutes is too fast for precision. We need five. So <laughs> no, so no, I'm I, playing devil's advocate here but because yeah, I, I think too. 75 uh, – It really depends on the course of fire, and it depends on the conditions. If you're if you got those closer ranges, and the wind's not real ripping hard, and stable positions, I think 75 can work out pretty good. And it does there. It did there when I was there. Um, I've definitely been places where like we'll do 145s, and and we'll have guys good guys timing out with 145s. It really depends on stage design, and it really depends on. Um, conditions too on conditions but so I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit because I'm like man yeah. that's the fastest I've ever shot and it went well but I'm like somewhere there is a time there is a there is a number that's too fast um for yeah, precision I think it's interesting I think
1: 90 so even the AG cup is you know uh, 145 is 105 seconds or yep. a minute 45 yeah and so that's that's what they did two years ago was all 105 seconds last year. It was all 105 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and so you can develop a course of fire that really challenges you and makes you move different, different positions, different movements, but it's not necessarily in three gun. Um, and like I said, I, I had a great time on Sunday. I shot well on Sunday. Um, I had a lot of targets. I didn't time out. Um, I, I, and so I can, even if they made it sixty seconds, I think I could probably find a way to make it through all the stages and not time out. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know if if that's the intent of a precision rifle match. Maybe that's a intent of a three gun match, or maybe that's intent of a a, a spray and pray type of a match. But mm-hmm. I don't think a precision rifle match um, should should be leaning towards the prey. You know, the spray and pray mentality, mm-hmm. other than um, so, and, you know, that's just my opinion. I think it, you know, they could have got away with 90 and 90 and been really, really great. Um, and, and it, you know, and some people might finish at 75 or, or, or 73 or, or whatever seconds, uh, because that's the pace that they shoot. How much, that's,
0: how much earlier do you think it gets people out, out for the day? Like finished early those 15 seconds I mean, that's a
1: good question
0: i just I don't that's know. why we did it last year and it went we got done early and quick and it went well i just i wonder i mean i could just you could do some quick math and average some stuff yeah but. it's
1: gonna be you know i mean so i guess you could save a few seconds by just having your ro's having more people ready you know hey who's on deck okay stand right here and then it's there's no
0: Yeah. You know know how we are. We're like herding cats, but yeah, I mean, mean, there's definitely, there's definite ways. I think for me, the line becomes when you can't, if it gets so fast where you could, if you move positions fast and you run the bolt fast and you dial fast, those are all things that you could control. I think for me, it gets too fast when you can't watch your, when you can't watch your shots land and you don't need to watch your shot land and have 10 seconds for your mind to process it, but you need to be able to watch a shot go out land and you need a good like one 1,000 of thinking time. I think when you pass that where you're shooting and you can't watch shots land, I think that's where it gets sporty. And I've definitely had stages like that and they weren't in Wisconsin. They were other places where it's, and some of them were unlimited rounds where you're trying to, you know, push it a little bit, but um, there is a line there, but I do like, I think if the norm everywhere, everywhere was 75, I think it'd be a problem. But they've been the only match that I know of that's done that on Sunday. And that upper range tends to be a little shorter. Um, If, if you guys shot it the same way we did last year, it seemed to be a little bit shorter range and a little bit more, maybe maybe positional closer stuff. It was kind of, (laughs) it's kind of fun, but I, I, I think we are getting close there at 75. I think it's an interesting discussion, but
1: yeah, no, it definitely is. And I think if you can, if you can, you're right. You know, if, if you don't have time, in precision rifle to, to see where you're going, to spot your, you know, to spot your hits or your misses. Uh, then I think that is a little bit of a problem. Um, I just think it, it's, and guess what? This is a national level match and I love, I love tough matches Mm -hmm. and you know that more than anyone, like if it's a ball buster, that's the match I want to go to. Um, I don't, I'm going to I'm going to give it my best effort never to miss that Wisconsin Barrelmaker match ever. Um That's I a good I, yep. I want to shoot that match every year um because I think it's a a very good well thought out match. Now, is there a couple things in my, you know, unprofessional opinion that that they could do absolutely, but everyone has their opinions and so it is what it is. Yeah. So I no. And know, I want
0: I want to be transparent yeah. and have. I think cri- criticism is and when we're talking about criticizing, we're talking about seventeen good stages and a couple questionable ones. And yeah. I'm, I really like Ken and Nate and Missy, and they know we're we're we know they know we love them, and they we they know we that we think that we do, they do an awesome job, you know, yeah, in all the aspects. Absolutely. So that's but I think it's worth talking about because it it is interesting some of those stages how matches matches absolutely come down to um situations like that. So Yep. That's right. So it's cool. So okay, so let's talk about how big of a bonehead you are.
1: I am a bonehead. Jeez Louise. So <laughs> I'm shooting real so scores. hold on, let's back
0: up. We I'm working like crazy. I, I can't go to the match. I'd <laughs> like to. I'm living vicariously through all you guys looking at scores every Saturday night and Sunday and <laughs> and being like, whoa, what happened here? And who did this? And I'm I'm frigging, you know, backseat driver, Monday morning, Monday morning, morning quarterbacking from my house while I'm working on the house. And so I get I didn't I didn't hear from Jake or Matt. And I was like, huh, that's odd. So I start <laughs> I start Googling scores. I'm drive, see, I'm driving up. I'm actually going up to my buddy's house. I'm to had to pick up a table for a house and do some stuff like that. Um, and I start looking for scores and I find them and I and I'm scrolling down and scrolling down. I'm like, oh, man, maybe they didn't maybe their maybe flight got canceled. <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened. And I get down to like 40, 50, 60, you're 59th or something, and I'm like Holy smokes! I haven't seen you down there in a long time. So now I'm now my mind, now I don't know what's going on. So so that's how this started. I start texting. him. I was like, "What in the world is going on?" I texted Matt because I because he was he was like in 35th, and I didn't even want to talk to Jake because he was at 59th, and I was like, "Some we're having a bad day here." So anyway, so there's that's my outside looking in, and then I then I start to hear this story. So anyway, carry on. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, lesson learned, and, and
1: I. I mean I ha- I hadn't shot in a while and that was maybe my fault. Um, you know, I just mentally I wasn't necessarily um one hundred percent with it. The last match that we shot was you and I won the sniper side cup. Oh,
0: yeah, it's been a while. And
1: so that was the last time I, I literally Matt was over here and I, I unpacked my rifle from the case and I had all of my sniper side cup stuff there. And so he's like, <laughs> Hey, you haven't even I was like, no, I literally just unlocked my, you know, or I just (laughs) undid my rifle out of my case. He's like, oh, okay. Um, And so, you know, and and, uh, I've been busy and building stuff, finishing the shops, you know, I mean, everyone's busy, so there's no excuse for it. Um, And so we've been working on some other projects, so on and so forth. Uh, So, you you know, when you practice, when you get in the groove, when you're consistently shooting and around it, your mind, uh, uh, your mind takes care of things that, um, it should automatically, um, just because you're, you're yes, in subconsciously, it, you're in,
0: yep, you just do it.
1: Yeah. You're just, you're just automatically going to think about things uh, a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I show up my rifle shooting great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do great. Obviously I have high expectations of myself no matter what match I'm shooting. And I go to, uh, the first, uh, five stages and I'm down one point. And so then other people are saying, Hey, um, how many are you down? They're like, I'm down four or five. I I got, I got like a five point clearance on everybody. And this was going into the sixth stage. Mm -hmm. And so I shoot the And so I was shooting well, I clean, I clean four stages and I dropped one on, on one of them Mm -hmm. and there were pretty, you know, some sporty stages where you had to move and you had to do lots of different positions. And so, so I was feeling good Yeah. and get to the dreaded animal stage that I just talked about. And I thought the wind was about two tenths left. And I thought I was spotting everyone. I couldn't see anything. I was like, you know what? It's going to be really good if I can just hold center on these targets. And then that's going to give me kind of a really good reference point. If I happen to pick up trace, if I happen to pick up something, I can just, I roll with it and I can rock and roll and boom, boom, boom. And I'll get some impacts. And so Matt went right before me, he ended up getting a zero. So I'm like, Oh geez, solid confidence uh, booster. As you're walking up to the real line, confidence booster. And <laughs> so then I get up there and Shoot, miss, and I don't see anything. Shoot again, miss. I don't see anything. And and I'm like, gosh, I I I'm really good at seeing my trace. Let's see if I can just follow my trace. Two mirage you can't see your trace in the next two. Okay. Where is this bullet going? Now I'm on the sixth shot.
0: Oh, um, I hate
1: that feeling. Oh. I was just you know, miss, and I was like, gosh, am I going over it? Okay, I'm gonna hold low. And I, I just, I feel the wind coming in my face, but a little bit from the left. So it's gotta be in that two, three, four tenths range. It just has to be like, there's, I've shot so many darn bullets that, that it has to be that way. Yeah. And I shoot again, miss, shoot again, miss. I was like, okay, I'm definitely not low. I better aim high. You know what I mean? And so it's like, what in the world? Uh, You just, you just couldn't tell um, what was going on. And so. And I knew the range was right because I ranged it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ken and Nate's ranges were, were dead on anyway. And the yeah. first five stages, they were dead on within a yard. So I knew that they were perfect. Um, but I also liked to range myself. And I, I knew I had the confidence in my own range. Um, it matched up with what the book said. So that was, you know, just perfect. Anyway, I ended up lucking myself into a ninth shot hit. So I hit one <laughs> of on my ninth shot.
0: Uh, said, okay, hell,
1: there again, it, the light went off, and so, um, and I don't even know if I actually hit the thing, but the light went off, and yeah. maybe it ricocheted off of a something. I, I don't know. Anyway, light went off on the night shot. I held there again. I missed that shot. So it is what it is. <laughs> I, I got a one. Oh, so, that's brutal. After, after five stages, dropping one, now I just dropped nine on my sixth stage, and I'm just, uh. I'm fuming. I'm hot. Right, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Uh, and so I was just, I was just pouting my way back to the next stage, um, <laughs> you know, just on complete Jake Sulk mode, trying, and trying
0: to win Missy's wine award. Trying, no, I, I didn't say anything.
1: Comment, any <laughs> um, I just, you know, I was just upset with myself. I guess I just upset with, with the situation and and how I missed that many targets. So I grabbed my gear. And I'm walking up to the next stage, just walking it off, you know, getting ready for the next stage. It's OK. I'm down 10. I'm right in it. You know, everyone else is down, you know, about down that many, too. So it's not a big deal. And so I go to the next stage and this stage was a out of the helicopter. And it was a K.Y.L. Diamond started with like a an eight inch and then it went to a six inch and a four inch and a three inch and you know, whatever mm-hmm. else it was. And it was a, a, another 10 round stage. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a good recoup. It wasn't, the targets weren't very far. It was like, oh, I, they were like 500 and something yards, but they were completely skyline. So there were skyline diamonds. Oh geez. Um, up, up, up on this little ridge or knoll or whatever you want to call it. And then the bolt would dip down behind the skyline on the backside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I was like, okay, there's still not a lot of wind here. It's gonna be maybe a, a couple tenths left at most. Um, and so I you know, I was just gonna hold left just a couple inches and and send it.
0: Yeah.
1: And so RO says, shoot, are you ready? I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready. I got my mental checklist. I was like, oh no, hold on, I'm not ready. I need to dial my my two tenths wind out from the last stage good catch okay so take my cap off my my rifles pointing kind of right through the helicopter straight down range um because i was about ready to go i said hold on i take my cap off i click i click two tents in the gun and put my cap back on and so okay now i'm ready start my timer boom miss What in the world miss again well is there is there no wind is there more wind uh, you know what? I'm going to hold a little farther left. Maybe the wind kicked up. Is it hit? To, is it
0: hit to move on? Or are you now are you down to the next target, the smaller one? Um, it is down to the next one. Oh no!
1: <laughs> Got one, two, three, four, five. move. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, okay, it doesn't. Okay, yeah. I just wondered
0: if you're working your way so, down and it's getting worse yeah. and worse. <laughs> you're You're working your way down, and okay. so now it's
1: worse and worse. Okay. And so I miss again on the third one. I was like, what in the world? I was like, well, maybe it's back to straight up or, you know, cause it's, it's not, it's not a 10th left.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I missed there twice. It's not left 4 tenths because I just missed there. I held there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try straight up. It's definitely coming from the left a little bit, but you know, you never know what happens. Let's try straight up. I miss again are you kidding me and then now i'm on the small target it was somewhat mirage i couldn't even see the darn small target so i shot and missed that one too so now i go over to this uh the other side of the helicopter and i was like man alive just working on What's a clean on? zero run um yeah i saw now i'm now i'm over Oh. wait
0: anyway,
1: so i luck my way in to i uh, just holding you know random spots trying to figure out what's going on and I luck my way into another two so I got two points in this stage
0: uh,
1: um I think I hit the third and the the, the second and the third target okay. and I was like man that one really got the best of me <laughs> holy <laughs> to yeah, this was said, it's oh, a
0: little tougher than I thought it was <laughs> yeah this,
1: this is this is just incredible holy smokers. <laughs> and so I was just now I'm trying to figure out, but I get off the stage and I, I shot with a bunch of great guys, Francis and Matt and Chad and Swanee, and just a bunch of really great shooters that are high level shooters. I'm like, man, did you see the wind switch on that? And I was like, well, obviously I didn't, I didn't hit it. <laughs> so, well, that was the worst wind switch. And so I was like, oh man, I, I guess I just got absolutely wind. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. So, um, so I just got screwed by the wind. It is what it is. Um, right in the middle of when you were shooting, they were saying this and that. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Uh, so now I'm just thinking, okay, now I go up to this next stage, which was this chaos stage that I, that I really enjoyed the actual stage. Um, I didn't shoot, I didn't shoot well, but I enjoyed the, the actual stage. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, so, spoiler alert. It was one of my favorite stages, but I sucked at it. I go to this next stage. Okay. I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, this is, you know, everything's going great. Um, or not great, but I'm, I'm going to, um, it's about to be great when I clean this, yep. you know, super stage. optimistic. Um,
0: hey, I'm going to interrupt. How did you, what did you, uh, how did you write your dope card out for this? Cause didn't you say it was like out and back and out and back and. Yep. Was um, it... And so
1: I, I wrote it all down basically square, square, square. So I did S Okay. And, and I think it was like squares, rounds, diamonds and then ipsics. And, and then so shot I just those columns out. Okay. And then I did my three dopes okay. right on the, and then I did uh you know the diamonds and I put a D and then I wrote my three dopes, my my, my three datas. Okay. I actually just memorized all of them is, is is what I did. So I got in there, I got to the glass. I just memorized because there was only five different distances if I remember like uh okay. 700 you know, 600, 700, 800, 900, and a thousand. Got it. And so you just got to memorize the five different uh, dopes, and and then you got to you know roll your your order correctly. So I I memorized all of them, and so I did. I never once had to look at my my data sheet or my data. I just ran them, and and I, I was able to dial and make it all the way through.
0: Okay.
1: Um, <clears throat> okay. So when we're shooting. We're shooting down this lane, which is obviously grass. You can't really see where your hits or misses are going. It's it's pretty green. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little flatter, and so you're kind of shooting, and by the time if you did see a bullet,
0: it doesn't really give you a great Yeah, I remember seeing. It, we, feel. I, I shooting that stage, and when you missed, you missed way behind the targets. It was mowed pretty hey. short when we shot it, and you could see the misses, but, man, they were they were downtown by the time they landed. If if that's the, if that's the same spot. Yeah. They're way,
1: they're way over there. And the last one was in the bank into some grass and you you couldn't really see that one anyway. So I get up here, I'm, I'm going to clean this stage. I go and miss miss. And I was like, man, but you're, you have to, on this stage, you have to go so fast. You don't have time to see where, I mean, in in (laughs) hindsight, it's, it's better to you know, obviously my motto is always slow and smooth and see where everything goes. Yeah, but you need this to clean because you just it, dropped 20 points. So it's go time now. Clean <laughs> Because I just, I'm down 20 points on Tuesday, st- <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay. So I was, I was in go, go, go mode. Um, And so anyway, I got like another two or three, just, just a miserable score out of 12 this time.
0: So, so what, so Chad and Francis are just back there cringing trying to think of some polite. Oh man, that's a rough go. Sorry. Trying to be something positive to say. So
1: so in this particular Uh. stage, this would have been the best stage for someone to spot, but they, they, there was no room on the concrete pad. They had you stand way over to the left. Mm. And so you're, I mean, maybe 15 or 20 feet to the left and people are trying to spot. So there's no, there's no way someone can give you any sort of constructive criticism yeah. Uh, based off of, based off of what they're seeing. Um, you know, someone said, well, you're way low. Well, that's cause the bullet is is yeah. you know, hitting 300 yards behind where you're shooting. And that's yeah. why it's low. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up doing horrible. <laughs> and so, i pack all my crap up i get on the 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 mod deuce big old double dually thing that they have which was an awesome truck yeah they take around to our to our last stage which was a four it was one of my kyl racks um and it was an eight six five four and three inch target and i want to say it was like a 450 yards
0: okay
1: so and it was right in front of a forest, basically. Yep, I know where that's so, we had, There was a blind stage there last forest. year. It was yeah, thick. you're shooting into the forest. You mm-hmm. can't see anything. Yep. But I was like, okay. Uh, everyone that shot before me was like straight up. Straight up, straight up, straight up. I was like, oh, they're like one-tenth left, back to straight up. And, and they were doing great. Yep. Eights, nines, you know, good scores. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's do this. I get up and miss my very first shot. I was like, that is a big target for me to miss (laughs) at 400 something. Oh, I
0: wish I could have witnessed this. This is the biggest train wreck I've ever heard
1: of. I start, I, I I was like, are you, you guys are playing a trick on me or something's going on, you know? And so I finish the stage. I'm, I'm giggling, but I'm not giggling. I'm kind of upset, whatever. I get another couple points there. Um, oh. and so I guess if you shoot enough, you get lucky enough to luck yourself in by trying enough <laughs> different wins. Yeah. And so then, uh, after that, uh, a few, I, I think that was our last stage and people were like, man, Jake, that was not good. Was like, no, <laughs> you went from
0: one good. down to 40 down.
1: That <laughs> was, yeah, I went from one down to 40 down and, and it was like, are you kidding me? Anyway, bottom oh. line is, uh, G comes over and um g says jake something's not right i was like i know g but what you know <laughs> i understand he's like well is your scope loose I, so i check my scope no everything's tight you know my action screws are you know just a normal just go through it yeah. of the- he's like uh he's like well check your windage i was like i just dialed my windage back a couple of stages ago i know it's perfect i check it and I dialed my windage the wrong way, and I put my cap back on like a ding-dong. And so then I was like – and so G saw it, his eyes light up. He had, little, he had a little smile in his face. I was like, gee, this is not, this is not cool. Oh, dude. So you rolled, you rolled four-tenths into your gun. I had four-tenths in my gun, and I think I'm holding straight up. Well, all the targets were like five-tenths wide. So if just, I got four tenths down my gun, I'm missing all of those. <laughs> and so of course I'm missing all of those. I just uh, I just oh, I missed all of those. So anyway, I was like, man, alive. My rifle shooting good. And you know when you, you pull really good shots, you're like, okay, this is perfect. Watch this. And then Mitch, you're like, well Just dumbfounded get- and terror
0: struck. You're like, what is going on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that was I mean, look guys, this, this is all on me. This is my fault. <laughs> I, I went the wrong way and it all started with me being pouty enough to walk to the next stage alone and try to recoup myself without doing my post stage checklist. What's part of the post stage checklist, elevation on zero. Don't be a rev off yep. um, your, your windeds back on zero Put your cat back on, you know, yep. your mags load, you know, get all your post stage checklist stuff done and ready to go. And I failed to do that. And so that's what cost me, <sighs> you know, a really good shot to do well at the match. Uh, well, and
0: there's so many stages I can think of over the years where you would have caught it. You would have shot. You're like, whoa, what? What? And you would have saw yeah. it, but just the combination of, of the speed and the and the just and a not, series of bad luck yeah. of not seeing that many shots, which That's I think it, it's harder to see shots on the East Coast sometimes, condition-wise. And well, um, it, it's more
1: it's it's wetter over
0: there, it's more it's, humid. Yeah, any other in match, the summer yeah.
1: Literally any other match after my very first shot. So instead of dropping 40, I drop one. Because my very first shot, yeah, I saved. one or
0: two and you're like, <laughs> something's going four, on. And then you sort it out.
1: <laughs> yep, oh, <laughs> You know, <dude>. oh, <laughs> four tens left and I, I dialed my dope in. So anyway, oh, that's no. my pouty story. And you know what? <sighs> Sunday. So I just, I just, I went back to hotel. It is what it is. You know, it was a, it was a lesson learned. It's, it's, it sucks to learn lessons, you know, but we all have to learn them. Especially and across
0: the country at matches at
1: AG matches Especially <laughs> across the country at a big match where you think that you have a good opportunity to go win it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it is what it is. Let's just shoot really well on Sunday. And, um, I had one of the high scores on Sunday. Nice. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't drop very many shots, uh, shot great, you know, really had cleaned my first, I don't know, three or four. And then dropped some on the floating platform and then cleaned a couple more. And then, yeah, it was, I, I shot well on, on Sunday. Like I had, like I had hoped to on, on Saturday, man, it was, uh, Hmm. I mean, just, I, I think it was a fun match. I would yeah. – uh, yeah. I mean like I said, I'm going to try to go to that match every year because I think i Yeah, think wanna,
0: I want to go next year. I missed miss it this year. It was always – I just remember every stage. There was one stage that if I had a criticism, it was similar. It was out to like 1,400 and couldn't see anything. I, yeah. And it was just – it was just – but <laughs> – I don't know what you do. Even if they would have had everything string trimmed, the Mirage was so bad you couldn't see anything. It was a giant target. Austin and I both missed it four times and two each and <laughs> neither one of us had any idea what or where. And I don't know what you do if you just don't have those targets and keep it thousand and in or, or what. But but other than that, like man, nineteen good stages and even that was a troop line you still had your all your close targets to hit so that wasn't that wasn't a bad stage it's just thick mirage and it is what it is yeah. But i just loved it obviously i had a different i was able to win so it was extra fun but i just remember being fast and having every stage be challenging all of them walking up to thinking about it and having to plan some matches you go to you don't think about anything you just all right it's this Write your dope down and wait for your turn and yep. there's some matches where you really got to think and plan and rehearse and, and that's one of them. So it's, it's fun. Um, yeah. Got that's a, awesome. Props to your USO teammate. I believe Ken Sanowski uh, yeah. won the whole thing. So that's pretty cool. Good dude.
1: Back to back AG matches. And so I think he's won three total AG no, matches. He, he won
0: two last year and he won two this year. Oh, so he's got four. He's got four. Yeah. Cause yeah, what a yeah. stud! Yeah, he's he's great. He's a Exodus. He, Joe Wall spins the stuff up for him. He's a yeah. good, super yeah. good dude. So props to Ken. I should, I need to have him on here. He's a good. He's a good guy. So, um, but yeah, I just I want to give a shout out to those Ken and Missy and Nate. All great job. They care about their their some match directors do matches. I don't know what the reasons are. And these guys, I feel like they're very passionate. They really care Correct. about putting on a good match. They care about the shooters. They care about the experience. They do um just i just have nothing but uh positive things to say about them. they're they're also fun to hang out with they're good they're good people so uh yeah, 100% props, props I, to could, those guys.
1: I think you can you can tell a really good match director because they put the time in and the effort and they truly uh you said it, you know earlier they care about the experience mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's going to make a really great match and obviously people vote with their money you know they yeah. had a whole bunch of people there 180 people or whatever it was yeah, pretty so yeah pretty good wait list too for, yeah, to, to just big, yeah it was sold out they had a really good turnout um and and so people are going to vote with their wallet and that's why that's why people are there so
0: 100 percent, 100 percent. so um let's see here we're almost an hour and we just haven't got into a whole lot but um i'll think i, I got, things we've got to, a, we got some fun stuff going on so yeah where do you want to go we do so let's real quick let's do the hawk so years ago when we did podcast more regularly we did a hawkins giveaway <laughs> <Just years ago. laughs> no we're, we're like i said we're getting after it um but we did a um uh random drawing when, when, hawkins yeah giveaway. when dan so, burkini was on um we did a hawkins giveaway and the guy tagged his names the guy who's going to win it i'm going to hook up with dan and have him sort that out so i'll if you shoot us i'll shoot you a message and then we'll we'll get this sorted out but um uh, his name's james his username is jim jim 223 and you sir are the winner from hawkins so we will get that sorted out thanks to hawkins sorry for the delay that was when dan and i did one a while ago. Um, but we'll get that uh, – I'll shoot you a message after we're done recording here, and we'll get that, uh, get that sorted out. So thanks for doing that. And we do have some more um, – do you want to do a giveaway right now? We got some stuff to give away for sure, but we gotta, we're trying to figure out a fun way to do it. We're not, we're not sure yet. Let's
1: do one right now, and one of them is going to be a uh, 100% free Manners Composite PSR, uh, PRS stock.
0: That's a pretty um, so ball this, of prize. Can I, I
1: want to win this thing? Uh, well you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> or whatever are <you're> doing. <laughs> okay. Uh courtesy obviously of Tom Manners, yep. um and Robert Brantley. Uh Tom obviously and and Robert has supported the sport um for years and years and years mm. and will continue to support the sport. So this is a basically a gift certificate for a one hundred percent free stock from them so uh how do you want to handle that what do you want to do for a, uh you know for a giveaway and then let's actually try to give this away on the next podcast so this is going to be a a one and done kind of a deal um and let's roll into some more giveaways next week
0: yeah that's like a twelve thirteen hundred 1300 stock that's a sick setup um i don't know i was thinking would do something random catch up with us at a match and tell us a cool story and we'll pick somebody but we're we've we've still got some crazy schedules we're not sure of our match schedule but um we'll have to do uh i don't know we could just i mean we could just do a just share the share the podcast we share this uh share this link on your on your social and tag us and then we could just maybe, do the- maybe tell us a joke or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, that'll get out of control on our little social don't thing. We, value- we got, we got children following we can, we could jokes get too fun for that. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. What do you think? We could just, we could just so do for it. sure.
1: Tag, uh, tag Robert Brantley, um, tag manners, composite stocks, uh,
0: on for this, sure. Yeah. On this Instagram post on VP. Yeah. Tell them so Thank on- you. Yep. Absolutely um and then maybe tell us why you need a stock or or what perfect make up a tell us why you need it and um what you use it for something like that so tag tag manners on this post on the vp precision on instagram and um tell us why you need it tag those guys and share it just spread the word um and yeah, that's a sick prize, so very yeah. cool of those guys to do that, and we got some other cool ones coming up too, so just trying to share the wealth with you guys so let's um you want to do any q and a We got a little time it's we're just under an hour you had you had a question let's hit that question real quick We got one question um it was
1: slightly long winded but we're going to answer it anyway uh The gist of the question is. Uh, they know that we run typically Dasher a mem- little bit slower. Do you remember who asked the question? Yep, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, perfect. So we typically run Dasher slightly slower. Um, and so what's the benefit of Dasher a little bit slower, or um, is it maybe going to be better off to run straight BR slightly faster? And this was uh, a JD Moy on okay. uh, on, on Facebook. Okay. So thanks JD for the, for the question. Um, basically, uh, through all this is do, do you run a slower dasher, keep it consistent, or do you run a, a BR? Um, what's your answer to that? You got experience with
0: both of them. Yeah. I mean, I've been running BR a lot. My, my question is it's the pretty basic answer is you're probably not going to be able to tell a difference. I ran a 27 inch and a 28 inch BR, uh, I'm running pretty much the same speeds as I was running my dashers. So it's kind of irrelevant. You can run that BR with a 105 at, I think I was at 2880. And I think that happened to be where I was running my dashers from 2880 to 2920, 2930. Um, you're not really going to see or shoot that difference. Uh, there's, you know, even on paper, I don't know that it's going to show much of any difference. So I, I don't think there. are I don't think there is a difference. I think the benefits of a BR is you get Lapua brass out of the box. Uh, the quality of the Alpha brass coming out um, with the Dasher is making maybe just a straight BR more, a little bit more relevant because you don't have to fire form. Um, yep. I do think after running both, I think a Dasher feeds as good as anything I've ever. Shot the old the art the story where people say that dashers don't feed. I don't know where that comes from. I, there's so many people running dashers easily. I mean, just I, I don't even run a spacer kit in AW. I do, but in all my AM mags, just I was just running standard. So you can run standard mags. You can run spacers. You, you know, dashers run easy, and I think they run a little bit better than BRs um brs were a tiny bit more finicky i didn't really have any problems i did need a spacer kit in my ai mag a little bit more my my mag wasn't 100 percent it was probably 98 percent so once every couple matches maybe if i was i don't even know what it caused if i was angled steep down or steep up or if i jarred into a barricade hard and moved my rounds in the mag somehow but every once in a while i'd have something where i just have to um maybe put my finger in there and pull around back and then it would feed fine. It didn't cost me any points, but I think a dasher feeds a little bit better. I don't think you can tell a difference. Um, I think the difference comes from speed. I think there's a lot of rounds when you run them slow, it's easy to follow. Um, I think you could run a light recoiling round. A really light two twenty, like a twenty two cal or something, and and not pick up trace is good. Even though there was less recoil, if it was going like thirty fifty or something, I think there's something about that twenty seven fifty to twenty eight fifty twenty nine hundred that speed that allows you to break a shot and have your brain kind of reset and catch that trace out. And when the bolt's going three thousand or you know thirty fifty, I th- this is personal and it's not science but it's my experiences it's just harder everything's happening so fast i think the trace is harder to catch so i just think it's more about a speed thing than it is about um a caliber thing you just you get something that shoots good in that 2750 to 2900 2850 it's just easier to watch whether it's a 6.5 i I shot a 6.5 prc a light one of the hunter finale this week last weekend and there was a lot of positions prone where I was able to watch trace out of a little 12 pound gun shooting one fifty sixes, but they were going 2,900 or, you know, going, going a little bit slower, but that's not ideal. I'm not saying that's great, but I was able to see it where if I've shot those at, you know, 3,000, six, five Psalms at 3,000 with one forties or 3050, and I don't see trace very well. So I think it's more <laughs> about speed. So.
1: Yeah, I would, I would completely agree. Um, obviously the slower, the bullet, um, you're going to be able to, uh, bit more trace, uh, trace is super important in some, in some environments mm-hmm. and really good to be able to see where you hit some stuff, um, or, or, or where you're not hitting some stuff. And mm-hmm. so I think if you can get into that 2750 to 2800 range, I think you're just, you're
0: going to have a little bit more consistent advantage. Now, obviously yeah, if, you are running slower than. You run slower than I think everybody, maybe not Paul Dallin. Paul Dallin, I think, runs slower than you mostly, but but um, yeah, you run slower than everybody because of that um, that ability to watch trace, and I think it pays off a lot of times, obviously, Wisconsin, not as much, but in a lot of environments it does not at all, not at all. so. Um.
1: And I think if you can get to a point where, and obviously the, the bigger, the bullet too, uh, you know, yep. the more you can see trace as well. Cause it's, it's moving more air. I think that's deep. what helped me on the PRC. was that 156. Yeah, so You shoot like a six, five slow. So a lot of guys are mm-hmm. now moving to a six, five Creedmoor or six, forty seven because it's a little bit bigger bullet. You can see a little bit more bullet, uh, wake in the air. And so mm-hmm. that's trace. You're seeing a little bit more trace and you're still running it slow and consistent. And you're getting the, you know, the wind, Um, you know, with, with most of our matches being known distance matches, Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you know your distance on the target, it really doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, Back in the day, there might've been some unknown distance matches where you just didn't quite know it. And so there was a big advantage for running a 3,100 feet per second, you know, six SLR or 3,100 feet per second six Creedmoor or something, but now they're all known. And so times have changed a little bit. I think the consistency of the wind, the high BC bullets on the wind, um, and just running them consistent. You can, you can run it. Like, for example, I run my three Oh eight, uh, I run them, you know, fairly slow at like 2650. Mm -hmm. And, uh, even though it's substantially more recoil than a six dasher or a six, five Creedmoor or something like that, you have, you're just so much bullet up there. It's hard it's hard to miss the trace. Like you're like, Oh, there it is. Watch this. And it's going so slow that you have, you know, it seems like three seconds to watch it go to the target. (laughs) So it's, it's just a little bit, uh, you know, it's just a little bit different, obviously. Um, and so I would, I would recommend, probably a dasher and just run it consistent because it's feeding uh, really well because of the longer body. The longer that body is, the better it's going to feed out of a magazine instead of nose dive or tail up or something like that.
0: Yep. Yep. You're not going to go wrong with either. Um, I'd probably do, do a dasher. So um, the, (sighs) I th- I wonder if I'm curious. I saw Aaron Hip posted the other day. He was out of one Oh five hybrid. So he was trying these solids and he was running them at some crazy speed. And, he, and then he won a club match with them just this weekend. So it is interesting watching things evolve back and forth. Everybody was fast and crazy. Then we all went slower and slower and slower and more consistent. And now you're starting to see a little bit of change because everybody kind of landed in that BR type of a cartridge. Um, and I we're due for a little bit of, of, of switching up. I think it'll be fun to see how things evolve in the next. Well, just all the time, but I feel like we've just been a race to the BR for the last couple of years. And I feel yeah. like maybe that's going to start changing a little bit. So it'll be, it'll be fun to see, um, fun to watch that in the next year or so. But yeah, I think that there's different areas uh, of the country that can do different
1: things. Yep. If it's a, if it's not, it, it sounds, it sounds different, but if it's, if it's a very windy match, you have to be able to see where your bullet goes. And so the smaller cartridges, it sounds counterintuitive. It's very but counterintuitive, but it's true. It is. But the smaller cartridges, uh, you can see where they go better because you can follow your trace a little bit better. You can uh, have a little bit less recoil. And so you can really see where stuff is going in the windy or the crazy environment
0: type matches yeah when it's blowing 15 and 18 and you miss it's not going to all of a sudden go to zero yeah you know it's going to be pretty consistent whereas i think what you're going to say next is where like say an east coast match you know where it's switchy i was going to say that but then you cut me off so you can say it no you go ahead you're on a roll i just (laughs) i just cut you off so (laughs) uh so when you have a,
1: an East coast match where there's not a lot of wind and it might be like a 10th left or a 10th, right. Or 2 tenths left or 2 tenths right. And every shot all weekend long is in that little center zone. Then you can really get away with a super hot six millimeter because you're holding center anyway. Mm-hmm. And as long as you pull a good shot in the middle of the target, you're going to hit it. Like you don't have to see, you don't have to see where it goes. You don't have to follow your bullet. You don't have to do anything because you know that as long as your data is correct on your elevation, you know you're going to hit it because there's not a lot of wind to, to throw the bullet off left or right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's there's obviously uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion both ways. That's just kind of be, being over on the west, we do see a little bit more wind uh shooting in Idaho and Utah and Colorado Washington you know mm-hmm. we see a lot more you know a lot more of that because we want to see where our bullet goes because we are you know shooting in in these environments uh where it, yeah. it's very where it goes
0: it's so hard to s- it's so counterintuitive it and is. it's so hard to understand until you until you're there we, Matt and I had this discussion with inter hunter he's like man he goes i I, you guys told me and you told me and he told me and he goes, you just don't know until you know. And he goes, I just starting to get it. He goes, I, I want a fast six for the East coast, but he goes over here. He goes, I'm not changing from the dasher, you know, or he's been running a six, five creed a lot too with a hunter. And he's, he's, he he likes that a lot too, but same, the, that same speed. It's the same. I feel like the six, five creed is, is the same. It's like a dasher. And a six, forty seven is like a BR, I guess. If you could compare those type of, those those rounds but um but yeah it's so hard to to get when you look at paper and you look at like well man if i go you know 2980 then i pick up a 10th it's just it doesn't come down to that and it's it's hard to understand till you've you've been there but um it was a
1: time i used to run i used to print out back when it was jbm ballistics Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff i used to just print out chart after chart after chart and say how fast could i go where's the best wind drift (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. i remember
1: it was just like i used to print out 10 or you know before i decided what i wanted to build i'd print out 10 or 12 of them well if i do this and i can go this is a little bit less wind and i do this this is a little and then i did i remember one year i did a six millimeter competition match Mm, yeah um and it threw it through like the 105s at like 3200 the one 15 D at like 3,100 yep. like it was it was a monster but yep. you know it was a big explosion there was a lot of powder behind it it was slightly harder to see where your stuff was going
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: so fast that the bolt would get there you know at three or four hundred yards you couldn't really see you just couldn't get back on the target fast enough yep
0: yep no I went down the same road so yeah that's a good I mean File that away in your mind if you're a new shooter because you don't believe us and you think you can out ballistic stuff. So just just file that away, and in a few <laughs> years of screwing around with a bunch of finicky stuff, you'll you, you'll come around <laughs> and save those good fast shooting barrels. I mean, I've won a few matches with a hot six creed and yeah. 105s going 3120, and man, when they're on, they're on, and they they can be fun to pay on the right match. Uh, but man, they're a pain to keep tuned up and rolling. So anyway, <laughs> um. Do you want to do you want to talk about an announcement on this one? Um uh yeah,
1: we'll do that uh, probably next week.
0: Okay. Okay. Um we're yeah, we're almost at hour 15 here, but um I'll try to get this up at Sunday. I I'll try to have this up uh Monday morning for you guys. Uh man, there's lots lots of stuff going on. So, um we've got some more lined up and i've said this before but i think i'm getting to the i got my internet all back on at the house everything should be good so i think we're i think we should be on a, on a regular basis here so Love it. thanks Love again it. guys jake's good talking to you it's been a little while um hopefully we'll get together at a match soon i know you were going to come down to the uh uh the interl hunter didn't work out just everyone's been busy i um we'll do the interl hunter um Matt and I had a great time. Obviously, we we were able to we tied for the overall win. Matt and I and I won the light class. I I out I got him on power factor, which is the tiebreaker. But we had a fun weekend. Um, we'll we'll talk about that soon. Um, <laughs> you won overall. I know. That's I, well, that's what I. Think. I know. But, and and then Morgan, uh, <laughs> three of us burned it down, and it was we gapped some people. It was pretty good. We had a pretty good. Pretty good match, and uh, but yeah, I did one overall because oh. I had the lightest gun with the biggest power factor. So take that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for you because I know how busy you've been. Oh and man, that was a cluster. We'll we'll talk about it. It was a cl- we pulled it off by the skin of our teeth. So it was it was, it was, it was fun. So all right, man. Well, thanks again, um, uh, Jim. Jim 223. I'll shoot you a message right now. Uh, congrats on the Hawkins stuff, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Toodles.